Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, joined by my dear friend, uh, personal friend, buddy, Matt Halatic, who's the editor and publisher and my colleague from thespun.com. The Spun is a really fun website. I look at it every morning. It's a conglomeration of anything trending in the sports world, and I mean any sports, Formula One, golf, NFL, obviously the bigger sports when they trend, like the NFL, get the biggest amount of attention, but it's still a great website. If you're a person who would not be accused of being a follower of pop pop culture, it's a good place to go. Thank you, Matt. You saved me. You know, you, my son loves you, and uh, you've helped me many a times when I didn't understand what he's talking about. I just go to the <laughs> spun.com. Thank you. I'm glad to, uh, glad to be of service with that one. We got just a couple of weeks till training camp hits. So excited to get the year going. It's a lot of work for everybody involved, the players, the media, but man, it's so excited. Everybody loves this time of year. And as you know, we've been going through the position groups. We've talked about quarterbacks. We've talked about running backs. We've discussed tight ends and wide receivers. Now we're going to dig in today on the most important part of any football team, the offensive line and defensive line. So let's go through. The offensive line. You got Colton Miller and Dylan Parham over on the left. They're back. Andre James is back at center. 
Alex Bars is back at right uh, tackle, uh, excuse me, at right guard, and Jermaine Illuminor is back at right tackle. We're going to get into the backups in a minute, but those are the starters from last year that blocked for the NFL's leading rusher. Um, they were nowhere near as bad as the beating that they took. Um, I think they were very good against the run. Obviously, you look at what Jacobs did. They were, um, I I would say, better than average against um, in pass rush. The issue is they had some situations where Derek held the ball too long. And what, and again, in this podcast, we don't talk down to fans, but one thing fans don't understand is what's rated a win and what's rated a loss by coaches. So, for example, if if the offensive line keeps the defensive line off the quarterback, I know some teams it's uh, 2.9 seconds. Sometimes it's 3.1, but let's just use an average of three seconds, 1,000, 2,003. If a, if a defensive line can – offensive line can keep the defensive line off for whatever amount each team uses, it's considered a win. So if the quarterback has to throw the ball away, you give credit to the defensive – backfield downfield maybe the quarterback missed a read maybe the quarterback held the ball too long I'm not saying they were the best pass blocking offensive line in all the NFL but they were much better than people gave them credit for and I think that's a big reason why the Raiders were like listen we've got our five let's stick with our five I don't think they're as bad as they were rated but I'd love your thoughts what do you think of the starting five on the offensive line Matt Halatic well, obviously, it's going to be critical how well they protect considering um, quarterback health, of course, is paramount for any team, but especially with a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's missed some time uh, with injuries frequently in his career. Uh, I think when you look at the left side, you have Colton Miller, who's, you know, the anchor there at left tackle, and Dylan Parham, who they the Raiders believe is going to be a building block at left guard. So I think they feel really good about the left side of <clears throat> the left side of that line, excuse me. Um, center Andre James, I know like you said he's taken his fair share of criticism from Raider fans, but he's a known commodity for the staff. Uh, they obviously feel comfortable with him coming back and being in the pivot. Uh, and then when you move to the right side, I think they would like to see, we talked about this before when we, we talked about position battles, they would like to see Alex Bars step up again and and really take command of that right guard spot. Uh, they have Greg Van Roten, who's a vet with a lot of experience behind him, but I think they prefer for him to be the guy that fills in in a pinch and can take, you know, some reps here and there if a guy goes down or or, or if he's needed at different spots. Uh, they would like Bars, who's younger and um, has more of a future on paper, at least in the NFL, to assume that starting role. At right tackle, you know, Jermaine Illuminar, I think, has the inside track to be the starter again. You know, he, I, I, you know, another guy who I think you've said in the past is has been uh, a target of fans' criticism. But, you know, it, it's a it's a process in terms of I think what you're seeing the Raiders go for is continuity is big on the offensive line, um, a comfort level with the guy you're next to, that he's going to be in the right spot. He's understanding protections. He's understanding – things on the fly. And I think the Raiders are banking on if they have the same pretty much five-man unit they used all of last year, that unit taking a step forward as a group with additional reps, additional time, uh, and perhaps some, you know, some wrinkles with the scheme. 
So I have them taking 10 linemen, which I know is a lot. Let's talk about some of the other guys I've got them taking that I think are going to be very, very interesting. You've got, obviously, and we're talking about guys that, that were not in the starter last year. I think McClendon Curtis is a red shirt, undrafted free agent who's got a really good shot. Here's what I think about him. I think there are – now, obviously, you can protect them on your practice, but word if, if they don't mm-hmm. keep them, there's going to be some other teams that are really looking at him. McClendon McCurtis out of UT Chattanooga, he's really, really good. Then you mentioned Greg Van Roten, who they really like. He's Nister Durability. He could play either guard spot. He's going to make this roster. If they, even if they don't take 10, he's going to be on this roster. And uh, it's interesting with him and McClendon McCurtis. Then you come across Brandon Parker, who's a swing tackle. You got Thayer Mumford, who's a swing tackle. Again, I expect him to make it as well. And all of a sudden now, you've got a real interesting offensive line. So let's talk about McClendon Curtis, Van Roten, Parker, Mumford. Let's talk about those guys. Give me some thoughts there. Well, obviously, Van Roten, we touched on. He's a guy, the Jets, the Panthers. The Bills, he's been all over. He's started. He's played multiple positions. He's the type of solid, experienced veteran depth that you want there. Brandon Parker's been a starter in the past. And I think when you're looking at a swing tackle, uh, you're always looking for guys who have been starters um, or played a lot of big minutes. Uh, Another guy I'm looking at, too, that you would know more about his chances of making the roster, but he's a, a, a player who I remember when he was a recruit in high school, and now he's had some experience playing in New England, uh, Justin Heron, uh, as another option at tackle. Um, yep. Then when you get into Thayer Munford, obviously came from a major program in Ohio State, only a seventh-round pick, um, but he's going into his second season, and I think there's – they're still trying to figure out where he would be best served, where he fits in best on the offensive line. Usually uh, a guy that you draft, even if it's a late round pick, if they're showing a little promise, you try to hold on to him for at least, you know, two or two seasons, maybe a third to see what you got with them. So I would expect he would make uh, the roster. And then uh, did you, I don't know if you mentioned it. Um, I'm not, I admit I'm not too familiar with McClendon Curtis. I don't know if you mentioned who would be the backup center in this scenario? Well, Dylan Parham would be. Okay. And then, because he played some center when, when James was hurt, you slide him over. Then you put Van Roten at his guard spot right. or a potential McClendon Curtis. You know, and I that said makes... they were taking – I said I expected him to take 10. I meant nine. But here, here's the thing about Heron. I really like him, too, a lot. And I think this is just going to be one of those things. Okay, do we keep Heron and cut Brandon Parker? Well, Brandon Parker missed all of last year, and they kept him because they believed in him. They really thought that prior to his injury that he was showing some flash. Okay, do uh, do they do they gamble with a McClendon? If he doesn't have a great camp, maybe you can, and then you keep Heron. I think it's just going to be a fun battle to watch. But I think this, I don't think the, the, the offensive line, Matt, is as bad as people think. How about you? No, I think there's definitely some pieces there, and I, I agree that, that you know, I, I think one of the things that we didn't really touch on that will be interesting to see is are there some schematic changes 
with a Jimmy Garoppolo that make your offensive line look a little bit better? Are they moving him outside the pocket more? Uh, are they running some different kinds of looks uh, where he's, you know, they're changing the launch point for the quarterback. So he's not necessarily just a pure pocket guy. Um, not that Derek Carr is completely immobile. He's not, but Jimmy Garoppolo when healthy is more of a mobile play action rollout type guy. So if you yep. start to use some of that, that usually is a way to make your line a lot more comfortable, settle into games and look a little bit better. So I'm curious, not just to see what the linemen do individually and as a unit, just head up in terms of execution, but what does Josh McDaniels do different schematically maybe to take advantage of what his linemen do well and mitigate what they might not do well? I agree with you 100%. We're talking to Matt Halatic from thespun.com. You're listening to Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Now we're going to switch to the defensive side of the ball, the defensive line. We've already talked previously about the defensive ends. I expect them to keep four of them. Now we're going to take a minute and look at the defensive tackles. So I expect them uh, to keep six defensive tackles, You obviously, which is a lot, and I know that, but I want to go through and explain why I feel that way. First, the rookie, Byron Young. I mean, I, I from Alabama, he's making this team. This is a kid that a lot of fans kind of were shocked that the Raiders picked him where they did. However, they had him rated super high. He's a juggernaut on the run. And at Alabama, he'd come off the field a lot um, in uh, pass rushing situations just because Alabama, like a hockey team, could bring players in in waves. And so when he was allowed to rush, he was very productive, but they didn't let him do that a ton. But we, we've talked about that ad, ad, ad nauseum. And – so I think he's there. I also think Bilal Nichols, he's a guy that's a veteran presence. He's a teacher, but there's no issues. He's a producer. They're going to keep him. Jerry Tillery is a guy who has Tarzan talent. I mean, this guy is just an absolute monster. Now, mental mistakes are there, and that's what's hurt him in his career, but he's still just absolute beast. You know, the Raiders fans are all going to remember a stupid penalty last year, and it was stupid. Not saying he's stupid. I'm saying the penalty was, but he's a guy that's just so much talent and played really well at times last year. He's there, and then you come in though, and you've got. I already mentioned Neil, uh, Neil Farrell, guy coming onto his sophomore campaign. Him and Matthew Butler were two guys that were not highly productive last year as rookies. Both of them, especially Farrell, though, really as soon as the season was over, got to work. Okay, this is what I've got to do to make this team. Both of them higher, you know, fourth, fifth round draft picks coming into their sophomore campaign. I just don't see either one of them the way they came into the offseason getting moved. Then you've got uh, Jade Nesta Silvera. He's another rookie drafted out of Arizona State that they really like. They have some connection to him. My point is you got four guys that are sophomores or rookies. So, man, what that's a good sign for your off defensive line if they produce. And you got to keep a one or two at least proven guys. I think you keep Tiller and Bilal. Your thoughts there, because I know that's keeping a lot of defensive linemen. 
But when you got four rookies on first or second year deals, that's a good sign for your for your team. Yes, it's about kind of figuring out which guys are going to be your building blocks that you can trust down the line out of those younger, uh, for the time being, cheaper players. Uh, you know, obviously Byron Young, third round pick, he's going nowhere. He's in their plans this year, whether it will be as a starter, whether it will be in the rotation, that will be determined. Um, but he's he's going to be a big part of what they do. I think I would be shocked if either one of those first two vets who are projected starters aren't there, Tillery and Nichols. So that's three right right off the bat defensive tackle spots that are are filled. After that, it gets a little interesting because here's the thing: if you, like you said, if you draft a guy fourth, fifth round, you're expecting them to be able to see the field and contribute at least in, in certain packages or certain situations. And that's where Neil Farrell and Matthew Butler were picked last year. So here's the thing. Obviously, they believed in them enough, this staff, this regime, to take them in the middle rounds and think that they could be assets in, in terms of young younger assets at that position uh, where they wouldn't have to spend big money and go get veterans. Uh, and they showed, you said they showed a little bit of flashes, but it wasn't the productivity the Raiders hoped. Huge I mean, there were campus. games where they didn't even dress. Right, exactly, exactly. So, you know, when you're not, when you're inactive or, or you're not dressing, you know, that's a an issue. Um, Nesta Jade Silvera, I, like you said, seventh round pick. Sometimes you see teams try to get through those seventh round picks on the practice squad, but you never know how another team might have rated him coming out, might have looked at him. Uh, there's less preseason action for those guys than there used to be. But if he flashes during a preseason game, you think, well, would another team try to poach him from our practice squad? So that gives him a leg up there. And then another couple of guys, you know, we're talking about John Jenkins, who's been in the league a long time and you Great know, guy. has a lot of experience, has the veteran presence. This is just – what I think most teams do if there's an, a, you know, if Jenkins and a, another player are kind of on even footing or, or battling, they might go with the youth because they say, Hey, you know, this is a guy that can be developed. We, we don't know yet. And cheaper. That too, of course. Um, so I would, that's one area where I think a guy like a Butler, Matthew Butler or Neil Farrell have um, over, you know, a John Jenkins and then Adam Butler still in the mix as well, too. So it, it I was smiling when you brought up the defensive line, because I think that that defensive line, not just the, the edge rushers, too, which we've talked about in the past, but the defensive tackle. There's a lot of fun position battles. And we, when you've covered training camp, whether it's at the college or professional level, you know, it can be a grind. It's hot. It can get boring. It can get tedious. But what makes it fun are those position battles and those guys duking it out to make roster spots or, or, or you know, earn a spot in the starting team. Um, and I think the Raiders have a lot of competition on the defensive line this this summer. So that should be something the fans should be interested in and paying attention to. You know, Matt, you and I were one of those podcasts. We don't talk down to fans. Without them, you and I don't have a job. And I think it's preposterous the way the media and not just sports, politics, whatever, 
the way they talk down to people who are their viewers and watchers. We just don't do that. But one thing that, and, and we're not shills for the team. Neither one of us gets a paycheck from the team. We, But I think if you're a Raider, I, I was in the airport recently and I was uh, in Germany and a person came over to me and happens to be a Raider fan and recognized me. And we're just sitting there visiting in Germany. And they said to me, um, what, what are some reasons to be optimistic about this team? They were very negative about the team. They're a military member. And I said, there are going to be players cut off the offensive line and defensive line. They're going to be signed by other teams and be contributors. I said, how long has it been since you've been able to say on the Raiders offense and defensive line that there's going to be people get cut and other teams are going to be circling waiting for the Raiders scrap. Now, you and I aren't shilling for the team, but that's a fact. That is a reality. If you let an Adam Butler go, a Jenkins go, if you let a Thayer Mumford, let's say he doesn't keep a role there, or a McClendon Curtis, you're going to have guys that other teams are going to covet and want, and that tells you how Dave Ziegler's building the roster. You know, it may not be a lot of superstars, but he's building it with a lot of guys that price-wise are very favorable to the cap, and he's getting guys who are good, solid role players. Do you disagree with me on that? No, I don't. I think that that's every year that's kind of a, a testament to a team's roster after cutdown day, how many of their guys <clears throat> excuse me, get picked up. Um, that and then in free agency, how many of their free agents that play big roles get signed elsewhere? Because that'll tell you a lot about what the – relative strength of the roster is and how it's perceived league-wide. So I think there are going to be some guys that don't make the Raiders 53-man that get signed elsewhere um, and not just, you know, get picked up as depth or, you know, I mean, just like bodies or anything like that, but get picked up to play a role. And I think that's a good sign, especially along your offensive and defensive lines, which are the most important position groups uh, in the most important position groups, most important position is starting quarterback, but the, you need your the trenches to be to be solid, to be a good football team. They set your floor. Um, and I think that I, I understand where Raiders fans are coming from, a lot of them, because I understand from being out here in New York and, and with the Giants and the Jets, how many fans, you know, and I grew up, I'm a Giants fan, so I know, you know, and I know a lot of people who are Jets fans, how kind of cynical and kind of, you know, negative you get after a, a while of losing or or not living up to expectations so i understand what you're not hopeful you don't necessarily think that things are going to break your way you're waiting for the shoe to drop so I, I don't fault raider fans for feeling like that at all but i do think there are some reasons for there to be some optimism around this team and around this roster and i think we touched on some of them today you know matt i i gotta say one thing in defense of raider nation is the Jets and Giants aren't out there selling their fans on merchandise and on their buildings just win, baby. That is true. I mean, this is a this is I, I I'll tell you a funny story. I was talking to a a Raiders exec, and they were not talking bad about the fans. I don't want you to hear that. But they they said to me, Do you think sometimes the fans don't understand, you know, the building process? And they haven't they hadn't been with the team a long time. 
And I looked at him and said, do you not understand that you work for a franchise that is selling them just win, baby? I mean, that is from the very top. That is your motto. It's everywhere you look when it comes to Raider stuff. You can't sell them that and then get mad at them for that. And he looked at me and he, again, he hadn't been with the organization a long time, but he looked at me and he goes, Oh, blank. He goes, I never thought about it that way. He goes, that makes total sense. And now every time I see him just win, baby. And, and <laughs> I, 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 I really appreciated his attitude, but I'm, I'm going to defend Raider fans because when I do interviews around the country, People always say to me, oh, they're the most unreasonable fans. I'll say, wait a minute. I disagree with that. It may be one of the most unreasonable franchises slogans, but I don't put that on the fans. When, it, when It's like a kid. If his dad says, hey, listen, I'm going to pick you up at 3 o'clock, and I'm going to take you to go get a banana split every day. And – for years, dad, even though he says it every day, doesn't pick him up taking for a banana split. Is that five or six-year-old kid wrong for expecting dad to pick him up for a banana split? Of course not. That's what dad said. That's, I mean, a dad's word should be the most valuable thing in a home. And so I, I when I explain it to people like that, you know, every day this is what they're sold. I think they deserve a little bit more grace than NFL, NFL World's given them. Your thoughts? I would agree, especially when you think about the fact that that was Al Davis's slogan for years, and and th this is now forty years this year since their last World Championship. So, and again, that's not the last time they were good. They had some other good teams after '83 during the '80s and <clears throat> in the early '90s as well when they they were in the playoffs and late '90s. Of course, '01 Tuck Rule game. Oh, two, they get to the Super Bowl. So it's not like they were totally been totally bad for 40 years. But, you know, it's been a while since they have won the big game and have been a consistent, even a regular season performer. And, you know, I think about like I have a, a close friend out here in Jersey who's a Raider fan. He's 36. So he's my age. And his dad's in the in his 60s. Also a big Raider fan. And, you know, for him he's kind of used to, even though he experienced uh, in high school, this, this, the Super Bowl appearance against the Bucks. he's kind of used to the, the losing and, and things of that nature. But his dad was in his sixties. I mean, he grew up as a Raider fan in the seventies when they were competing for championships every single year. You know, he was in his twenties, probably uh, yes. In his twenties, when they won championships in the, in the eighties, he knows what it's like to see, a Raider franchise that's on top. And I think there's a lot of fans out there that still remember that and still have pride in that. And they're saying, hey, when are we going to see that again? You can't continue to sell us this bill of goods of, you know, just win baby baby, and, you know, commit, commitment to excellence and all these slogans that Al Davis had and not deliver. And I do believe, you know, Mark Davis being the son of Al Davis not that he doesn't care. He's not trying. He wants to win. He definitely, he's not 100% agree. 100%. He wants to win. He wants to deliver a winner, but he's got to do it. And that's what fans are waiting on. They're saying, don't just tell me about the labor. Show me the baby. You know, I, that is one of the number one questions I get from fans when I'm out in public and or in my emails. 
Mark Davis, Mark Davis, Mark Davis. And and I I am not shilling for Mark. You can make an argument whether he's a good owner or a bad owner. But I'm going to tell you, don't say he doesn't care. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, he sits on his billions given to him by his dad. He doesn't care. Not true. Now, you can make some arguments on some of the decisions he's made. And those are fair arguments. But it's not about intent. And his intent's in the right spot. But, man, when the, when the, when the franchise is selling you just win, you can't get mad at the fans for saying, okay, just win then. That's what you're telling me. Very fascinating conversation today. Matt, I appreciate you. Next week, we're going to take a long look at defensive backs, linebackers, and wide receivers. So it's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you for your time, my friend. Anytime. It's always a pleasure. Appreciate you, buddy. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, part of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network, joined by my friend and the editor and publisher of the Spun.com, the great Matt Holadic, talking to you about some Raiders. Thanks, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.